Hey guys, welcome to episode 119 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Comet number 5, and my fellow host may have the honor of delivering a mercy killing today, late, but that is an old bit. We won't get into it, Big Tuck. Uh, hey, Mr. Combo, how are you doing today, my man? You're looking, you're looking more well rested. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, and Tuck's now just hearing this for the first time. Uh, my fiance got in a car wreck yesterday morning. What? Uh, physically, she's fine. She's not in the hospital. Okay. Didn't even have to go in the ambulance. Uh, the she Jeep. did wake up with some. Yep, with the Jeep. Uh, fifteen thousand dollars worth of damage, but that's why you got insurance. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and that's just on her car. Doesn't even know what's going to do to the other person's Jeez. car. Uh, because the other person's car was in a little rougher shape than hers. So, okay. um, it was her fault. But I kind of pretty much like didn't get to work yesterday, dealing with State Farm, trying to help yeah. her out. Um, it's a thing. Like and, even even like fender benders are like like when someone backed into my car. <sighs> outside of Andy's place like it was like a thing it was like high stress like I wasn't even in it right so I can't imagine yeah like I've never been well, in a full-on like auto accident right so yeah it took me an hour and a half just to get State Farm like on the phone with a real person yeah yeah to, like yeah, help yeah. me through this and <laughs> hey an and, and I don't know half? if you guys yeah hour and a half and I don't know if you guys know this or not but I thought when you have an insurance agent like you call them up and they help you through it they kind of yeah. walk handhold you no 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 they're just there to answer questions they're like yeah you just have to call the 800 number we'll transfer you and it's like I you're my agent aren't you supposed right. to kind of be doing this so, and collecting information so Patrick Mahomes himself has been lying to us about State Farm and the ready the the, the ready action agents I guess so because uh, that just did not happen so anyways dealt with that that really sucked yeah, um, but uh, you talked about the rest. So, yes, I was I'm very well rested because I had to take her to work this morning because they were all out of rental cars yesterday. Oh, sure. And so I had to, I had to make sure I'm up and at them because she has a traditional eight to five Monday through Friday. So, I mean, I went to bed at eight thirty last night. I took all my Delta eight like nighttime you slept, stuff slept and through. I mean, I have a Fitbit. It said I had a 91 or 94 sleep score out of 100. Wow. Um, and I am just like. I am locked in. It's like, what? Is this what happens when you don't drink and smoke hookah before you go to yeah, bed yeah. each night? Every night? Weird. What? Can you believe it? <laughs> nice. Uh, so that's how I am. But Tuck, how are you doing? Uh, I know job stuff is a little... Yeah, that's stressful. I still haven't... I'm. We are. We were talking before the cast. I am in week two. I'm actually going on week three of waiting for my background check to come back. Uh, but beyond that, I'm, I'm pretty checked out. I've been doing this advent calendar thing. You now, I know you're kind of new to wine a little bit, right? Like with your Chianti's and all that stuff that you've been drinking a lot of. So I'm not new to wine. I've always enjoyed wine. It's just for me, wine is something that I can't just sit and have a glass of mm. by myself, which is weird because that's exactly why people like wine. Right, I can just what, have a yeah. glass of. For me, I feel like I need to be in a group setting. It needs to be a dinner. It needs to be something for me to do wine. Uh, but from a notes and taste perspective, I am an absolute novice. Yeah, same here. Do you drink any white wine? Yeah, uh, like a Pinot Grigio yeah. is fine. Um, a Sauvignon Blanc on certain occasions could okay. be okay. I think those are the two because I usually hate white wine, right? And I've had this mm -hmm. advent calendar, and there's been a couple – that have um there's been a couple that have jumped out at me i think i had a pinot gris that was pretty good i think the other one was that cabernet because they're just like i think a lot of them are like too they're like sweet right yes and like dr super dry so yeah traditionally the white wines that most people see are chardonnays which are super right. dry yep. and then you get your rieslings which are insanely sweet so that's what this is and it's like 
Yeah, and that's where the Sauvignon Blanc and Pinot Grigio is kind of in that middle ground. A Sauvignon Blanc's a little closer to the dry, and the Pinot Grigio is a little closer this to the sweet. sweet. Sure. Uh, but it's more of that. For me, I like, and I think, Tuck, you'd like this. You should look at white wine blends. Oh, where they actually okay, blend yeah. the grapes because then you can kind of get those ultra sweet yeah. grapes to help cut out some of the tart or harshness right, of right, the right. dry stuff. And you get this beautiful kind of tolerable table wine. Some of the, some of the cheap wines I get are like red blends for the same reason, yep. right? Where it's like it's not distinctive. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, so this is good. I Actually, you're going to have a hard time believing this. I am choosing tonight to pay money and my time to go to a sporting ball event. And I'm going to go see the Charlotte Hornets play. They're playing. No way. You're going to a basketball game. Yeah. Can you believe it? No, I can't. I, like, I've wanted to go. Um, and I know there's – is there season? I don't – they're like in the thick of the season in the NBA, right? Uh, yeah, they're probably 25% through the season. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're like – it's everyone's hitting their stride. Um, so the Hornets are playing – the Sacramento Kings tonight? Are they any good? Yeah, they're not good. Okay, is it going to be a slaughter or what? So the Kings aren't good. The Hornets, though, I have heard have been doing very, very well yeah. in the East. I don't know what their record is. Uh, I'll tell you this. Charlotte, you know, being in Charlotte, you're you're going to have a unique experience at NBA games because you'll get to see LaMelo Ball play who he's a second year. I think last year was his rookie year. He's the youngest uh, son of um, the Ball family. It's uh, you've right. pro- You may have heard of LeVar Ball. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah, LeVar. Yeah. yeah, grandiose talker, said his kids are like better than Jordan, all oh, this kind of yeah, stuff. yeah, that guy, right? It's that guy. I, I think I so saw him this on is, a documentary or something because I love sports documentaries. Yeah, so this is his youngest son, um, and he, ha- he has for years said – you guys watch out. You think my oldest son is great. My youngest is the one that will Got take it. the cake. And his son has – he's very much like a LeBron James from the he could score, he could shoot, he could rebound. He kind of does everything really, really do, good. Yeah, do everything. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I'm reading – I just, like, went to search on news for it. LeVar Ball says LaMelo Ball doesn't need advice from Michael Jordan. Tracks. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, that, so that's good. And then my makeout rampage continues – uh, I had a, another date yesterday where we went, I went on the range date, got smoked, went on a putt putt date last night and I golf, like I own a set of golf clubs. Right. And this girl, I don't think it ever played before destroyed me by like eight, by like eight swings, got a hole in one. It was embarrassing, but we made out on the course and that was great. So going into the weekend, pretty strong, I guess. So guys, what you've basically learned is that big tuck has migrated from the parking lot zone into uh, the putt-putt zone. I didn't want to say this on the last cast that we talked about this. I for sure made out in the gun range not and the parking lot. Jesus. Well, guys, if you I want to support drip. Tuck. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, can't, I got the drip, as the kids call it. If you want to support Tuck's drip, uh, the <laughs> first and only time you'll ever hear that on this podcast, um, and all the content we put out, you should ever go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. One of the perks is that we do announce, no matter what tier you're on, uh, when you join the community. So we want to do a big shout out to Marcos Ramirez. He joined Woo! about a few weeks ago, but it was Gessemberthon uh, or D- Toyotathon. It's Gessember. Oh, Gessember. Guess right. Um, so during Gessember, all the episodes were pre recorded. So we couldn't do any patron announcements, but Marcos 
Super appreciate you joining the community, man. Welcome. It's great to have you. Uh, definitely, you should get into the Quarantine Battlegrounds and try to get some games in. But yeah, guys, even joining for a dollar a month and getting access to the Discord gets us to our patron goals that we're aiming for, which is to get to 50 patrons and be able to start having you guys on every single month with Brews and Builds. But if you can't do that or you're curious about what other benefits there are, it really... There's a ton of them. There's a lot of stuff. We've actually refreshed a lot of our benefits um, in the month of December. So to give you guys a little perspective of what's available and what's new, here it is. So something that we've actually added to our patron rewards uh, for our entry-level patron. Uh, of course, you get entered in for the deck therapy, the character voice work for brews and builds, and one of the new things we've created, and guys, you can thank Dana Roach over at EDH Retcast and CMDR Central for this. We have created a new reward called the Collective Diagnosis. Ooh. So this is a patron-driven episode where we're going to give you guys a mechanic, a legendary creature, a random magic thing, and we're going to pick... 10 random patrons in the group every three months and you guys will have the option of either writing a one paragraph about a card and why you think that card should be talked about in relation to that thing that we gave you or super exciting as long as you have a setup that you can do it with you'll be able to record your own audio and actually be able to say it to the community and then me and Tuck will listen to your guys' responses and then in the same recording be able to respond back and say if we agree or disagree in our thoughts on your position of that card. Very, very exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely something we're really just trying to supplement to our community. Now, the other thing that we have added is actually on our top tier. So this is the uh, Storm Count 1 tier. And what we've added to this is that you, a random patron, will get a guest spot on Brews and Builds every third month. So every three months, Tuck and I will pick a random patron in our top tier and go ahead and actually have you on and record with us a deck on your brews and builds. And we'll even give you the choice. Awesome. Classic episode, chaos draft, theory crafting. It's completely up to you. But that is another thing that we have added in to kick off 2022. Awesome. What a great... Yeah, we can't wait to have some people on every three months. And then hopefully that will slowly coincide to every month. Yeah, that'll be super pumped. Gr great uh, and. And of course, guys, we do have a referral program. So, Marcus, this is like three, four weeks late. But if someone referred you, let us know. <laughs> let us know. Uh, but, you know, whenever you guys join, please message us on Patreon uh, to let us know if someone did refer you to the community. It could be like King uh, Richard. It could be like Limiting Linnings. It just kind of depends on who's out there. Gia, just let us know. And depending on the tier that you signed up for, we're going to reward them for growing that community. Now, it'd be remiss if we didn't mention our amazing store with our merch, cmdtower.com slash merch. Of course, this being January 2022, we do have our Jund holiday sweaters out there. Yes, the holiday season is kind of coming to an end, but it's a great time to pick up one of these 100% combed cotton sweaters. Uh, they're amazing quality. Of course, you have the CMD Tower Cruise uh, art on there. You got hops, greens, and yeast. It's very Bruise and Builds themed. Very, very awesome. And I believe by this point, we'll probably have our new foil Bruise and Blues. Bruise and, and Blues. I'm talking Bruise and Builds playmat. 
Uh, it's awesome. Marketing Ross actually took the art he did from our tokens, turned them into a constellation theme, very much Theros Beyond Death feel, um, and created this great bruising build for grains, hop yeast, bottle capping art for the middle. Well, you know what? I went in and hit up the uh, print supplier, and they actually made that middle section foil. So if you've ever wanted awesome. a stitched playmat that's foil for only like 25 bucks. Head over to our store and order those things up because just like everything we do, once we run out, we're done with that and we're moving on to the next design and the next idea. And of course, if you can't support us financially, whether it's through our merch sales, whether it's through the website and the patron, uh, just share the content you're watching and listening to because every little bit of interaction from the collective does help. And we would be remiss if we didn't do a plug for our great audio and video producer at underscore Tcoats on Twitter. He's all over uh, YouTube. He's all over the Commander uh, community. He does great work for the channel, but he can never improve if you don't let us know. So if you guys have ideas or suggestions or things you'd like to see, be sure to hit him up on Twitter so that way he can try to implement it. So Bruise and Builds is our deck tech series since we conquered the path to 32 and the 12 themes of EDH decks. We moved on to a segment called Say Yes to the Deck. Uh, this will comprise <laughs> of one of our hosts, today being Big Tuck, building a deck online specifically geared towards the playstyle for the other, aka myself, uh, but still challenging how they play EDH. At the end, we will see if they say yes to the deck, but of course, and the heart of Brews and Builds is still here, so we describe the brewing of the deck similar to how beer is brewed. So we broke it down to four different categories. The first one's ramp and setting your board state. We call that grain. And grains are the foundation of every beer. They, both, they include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of that beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. And then we have how does your board interact with all of your opponents? We call that hops. And hops give the beard's patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choices help clearly interact with the board so your deck can ultimately do what it wants. And then we have how does the deck actually close out, accomplish its goals, or even flat out win the game. We call that yeast. And yeasts are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. That adds alcohol content in the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck would meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then, of course, we have shenanigans. These could be pet card synergies, maybe all through the brood, question mark, <laughs> that are just kind of fun. We call that spice. And not every beer has them, but the spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout, or the addition of blended grapes that turn a Riesling into a white blend. <laughs> Nailed it. Not every deck has something that makes a pop, but if it does, is where we talk about it. And then to wrap up the episode, we have a bottle capping. These are going to be the deck's recipients, today myself, uh, recommendations to the deck that are going to be under $5, under 50 bucks, and a no-budget recommendation. We just can't talk about mana-only lands. So without further ado, let's get brewing. Since this is Tuck... He was supposed to redeem himself from yes. his last say yes to the deck. So today he has Feldegriff and the Joy of Giving. Yes. So Tuck, why don't you read who Feldegriff is and why you decided this would be your say yes to the deck for me. Sure. So Feldegriff is a legendary hippo, I believe. That's a 4-4 four -four for Bant. That's a colorless uh, white, blue, green. And it has three activated abilities. One, one white, flying until in a turn. Target opponent gains two life. One, blue, return it to its hand. Target opponent may draw a card. One, red, sorry, green, trample until end of turn. Put a hippo token into play under target opponent's control. Treat this token as a 1-1 one, one green creature. So um, after my last debacle of doing this, 
I went hard into the seam that Mr. Combo requested. Uh, he wanted a real good, a real group hug deck, and I'm here to deliver. I actually made this, I think, closer to Thanksgiving. So the text on it reads as this. As we go into the holiday season, it's easy to forget how much angels grace, and a joyous respite can be felt by simple favors and way too close while you're breathing so hard hugs. To celebrate this idea, I finally put together a true hug deck for our gracious fellow host, Mr. Combo Number 5, with most, if not all, cards, and I, I double-checked this, I think besides the lands, it's like 95% of the cards in here have the drawback of generating some sort of gift for your opponents, whether it be mana, creatures, or just straight value. I still left in a bunch of staples that will also force your opponents to be generous as well, um, and that are kind of Mr. Combo Number 5 autos includes, which is one of his complaints from the last time around. And then there are actual win cons in the deck. But Mr. Combo, in one of his favorite win cons, is he likes everyone else to quit. So in this way, now there will be only one or potentially four winners. So people will have <laughs> no choice but to stop playing the game. Uh, so I think this was, this was fun. I did build this uh, a few months ago. But I kind of really tried to dig into that. Uh, Mr. Combo always claims that he doesn't have a true group hug, which is pretty true, I think. Like, the goad is kind of the closest, but that still wins yeah. like, that still wins out by killing people. And I went deep into the annals of magic history to pull these out. So what was your first, first impressions on looking at the deck? You definitely did what you said to where everything has a drawback. But see, that's the thing. When you say group hug, that means everyone's rewarded. But exactly. apparently I have, I have drawbacks back here. So... Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head with the uh, whatever I'm doing. It's not just oppressive to the board and no one ever feels singled out. It's a lot of, right, hey, right. I got to do this, but I'm going to give you this. It's very right, much, I'll yeah. say this, a big tuck deck from a oh, dialogue yeah. of, I could totally see you just being like, hey, it's just just this, just, just a taste, just just a, taste. Just a little thing. Yeah, just give just me a, a taste, thing. I don't know. Not a big deal. I'm going I'm I'm to take a taste, but I'll give you one back. Yeah, so you definitely put your flavor on there, pushing me out of my comfort zone. I'll say this, it's a deck that doesn't have a lot of ways to end the game. True. And my bottle capping somewhat addresses that because this is where I don't know how to change how I approach magic. For me to have a deck that's just funny with no real way to win, a.k.a. see my Najila Warriors, but everything's actually Japanese woodblock art-themed deck, sure, right. or my Game of Thrones deck, those are the type of things, whereas I've gone so far into the bit, I don't even care if I win. <laughs> Something like this, it's like, I don't know if me mentally can go so far into group hug. It's like, I don't even care if the deck wins right. or not. So that's going to be my challenge. So I'm hoping today as we talk... I can kind of see like, okay, no, there are some ways I can win because I think I do need to have a true group hug deck and challenge right, right. myself. It's just, I don't know if I could come to grips to spend the money, money and have right. it be like, oh, this deck never wins. It never happens. And it's like, oh, well, why'd you build it? And it's like, well, I didn't have group hug. I don't want that to be the reason. It's right, different right, right. when it's like, oh, I'm a Game of Thrones fan and I've always wanted the Game of Thrones deck so I could give a crap less if it right, wins. Right, right, right. Like, oh, I get you there. But you don't want to have a deck you're not excited about. So I'm really hoping we can take me from curious to committed. To sold. 
And uh, to your point, it is around $600. So that is like a pretty big chunk of change. And I did that intentionally, throwing some real prime pieces of magic history for you. I will say this, my experience in playing group hug, because I know you are not a fan of like the two hour long game, right? Where it just takes forever and it's a slog. Be because you are giving advantages to everyone, including yourself, these kind of decks actually help speed the game up pretty quick and will kind of help you decide, like it helps people like have better resources for threat assessment, right? And mm. kind of helps everyone else work together against if one person rises too far ahead, you've given the resources and the gifts to other players that they also may be able to combat them. Makes a lot of sense. So that's, so that's, been my, that's been my experience in it, at least. So, as Tuck said, you know, we are sitting a little north of 600 bucks. Uh, color distribution's pretty pretty there. I mean, it looks like your color pie, you almost went perfect with your land split, but it looks like probably you could just use a little bit more white, a little bit more blue, a little bit less green. But that's one of the things that just, like, if you cut out the green, that's your ramp. Yeah. And then it's yeah, like... Yeah. I'd rather be oversaturated in green because then I could get to the other colors. Totally. And to that point as well, I think I, I did do a raw, like, c give me a standard version of this commander from uh, EDH Direct just so I got, like, the base cards out of the way and then changed a handful of lands. So I didn't even look into that when I was, like, building this together. So, yeah, you could cut a few, cut a few basics and put in some more dual lands if you want, that sort of thing. Uh, it is funny how that just kind of worked out, though. Uh, CMC 309. Which I was shocked. I was <laughs> shocked when I saw that. Tuck, why is it when you and I build decks for each other or do chaos drafts, our CMC is always as close to three or sub three, yet we build decks for ourselves and it's like, oh, what's my CMC? 5.9? Yeah, yeah, that checks out. That's Yeah, that works. I, I have no idea, to be honest with you. I was like shook when I saw that, literally. I was like, I know I have like seven, eight, like seven, eight, six drops in here, but I guess there's like enough cards in the three to even it out. I was very surprised. All right, let's get into the grain section. Big Tux, since you built this deck for me, what is the first card you believe I should know about with Group Hug Feldgriff. So, again, Mr. Combo is a bigger fan of the Tudors than I am. Uh, and there's one in here that I was shocked uh, that was only 39 cents. Uh, it's a Cuban cleric who some would say Ooh. has a noble. Oh, yeah. Down. Oh, yeah. All right, ready? Three, two, one. Noble Benefactor. benefactor. Two colorless blue, summary yeah. cleric. Uh, it's a, a version that I do not know. Weatherlight, uh, and it's an uncommon, I think. Yeah, no, that's what I was like, uncommon? Oh, oh, like, uh, <laughs> uh, it's back in the day, back to the old borders. Okay, if Noble Benefactor would is put into any graveyard from play, each player may search his or her library for any one card and put that card into his or her hand. Each player who searches his or her library shuffles it afterwards. So again, this if I could run Scheming Symmetry in this deck, that would be my number one pick. No sure. questions asked, like, running that in here. And this does that, but, like, even better, right? And then we've talked about, like, the Academy Rectors. What's the one that you like that's the Planeswalker one? Oh, uh... Arena Rector? Arena Rector. Arena Rector, right? And I think, like, this... Normally, there it's kind of like a... It's a it's like a shell game of, okay, I'm going to attack you for two. 
well, I'm not going to block or board wipe because I don't want you to go get your best card. This one's even more complicated because it's not only you going getting any card, it's everyone yeah. at the table. So it's like, I think it's going to be pretty easy to find someone that's going to be like, okay, hey, I'm coming at you. And if you block it with your 3-3, this is going to benefit you. And then someone else is going to be like, no, 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 no. I'm going to sword to plowshares this so that no one can get the benefit out of it because I don't trust these other people on it. And I love that idea of like, again, forcing the opponents to have to make the choice on if this is going to go through or if, the, or if this is going to die and everyone's going to tutor. Yeah, I this is definitely my flavor <laughs> of uh, giving me a tutor, but then still pushing me out of the comfort zone of everyone gets to tutor. I actually think it would be a lot of fun, Tuck, and I, we're in the wrong colors for it, right. uh, but to do some sort of reanimator thing with mm. Noble Benefactor and just like, right. hey, who wants a tutor? Who wants a tutor? Oh, you <laughs> want a tutor? Oh, here, let me reanimate it. Boom. And then let me sacrifice it. And then, oh, here you go. Go get whatever card you want. It is I, weird I think, that it doesn't exile itself, right? Like, it just sits in your graveyard, which is insane. If this was printed today, I bet you it would say it would exile to, this. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But yeah, I'm here for it. You need ways to get cards at certain times of games. And what you pray is that I know I need to get X. Someone's going to go get the best card in their deck. Another person's probably going to get Y. And I just pray that the fourth person's going to get an answer to whatever person got oh. for their game winner. Because you know that's what someone's going to do that. I mean, if you play yeah. Noble Benefactor against me, I'm going to go get the best card in my deck. And I'm going right, to try to win right now. Uh, so that's just kind of what you hope. And you just kind of pray with the group hug thing. Someone's like, you know what? I don't necessarily need to get the best card in my deck right now. But I do need to get right. a uh, disallow. Because Tuck's probably going to go get his impact trimmers. Because he's ready to pop off in... Um, you know, whatever. So yeah, any of the any of the many decks I run impact tremors in. Yeah. All right. Well, my second one is cute because of the fact I can flash it in, and it still benefits everyone. It's just normally these benefity cards, you have to wait a turn cycle before you get the benefit. So dictate of Karametra oh, allows right. everyone to get extra mana, but I can set it up to where I get it first. So three colorless green, green enchantment. It's a rare for a buck thirty-eight. It has flash, so I can play it at instant speed. And whenever a player taps a land for mana, they add one mana to their mana pool of any type that land produced. So I'm I'm here for this. Uh, now hold on, there's a little bit of flavor text, and we do have the wheel this week. You got an easy one, Obnixless Oberon Martell. This is an easy one for you. This one's impossible for me. Yeah, but then you say that and I get put on the spot and then I'm going to do terrible. Yeah, yeah, then you panic, yeah. <clears throat> I refuse to let the folly of mortals endanger the home I made for them. Yeah, the mort the mortals. That that was that was what that's mortals. what buried that one out. Yeah. Uh so yeah, this this card's absolutely perfect. I can flash it in, leave up the five mana. People think, hey, he's the group hug player. Maybe he's just keeping removal up if someone does something disgusting and unfair for the table. And, you know, I might do that. But then right. hey, right before my turn, let me flash this in. Um, and it could be a card that I'll play at my main phase if I'm trying to politic someone. Hey, Tuck, well, I need your help. I see you only have three lands. I'm going to play this if you can hit for six mana. 
wipe the, his yeah, board, do a board or wipe board. or yeah 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 100 so there's definitely some fun things you can do with it but this is a group hug card that really doesn't have the drawback that the others have because i can get it first if i exactly. want exactly yeah and I, I wanted to run as many of those as possible uh the problem is this cycle the 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 white one is atrocious in pretty much any deck so i just couldn't i couldn't do it with the wherewithal to put it in here because it doesn't help anyone including yourself what is that dictate of heliod they all get plus yeah. one plus one plus plus two plus two for five Whoa. watch out not even first strike nothing just plus two plus two it's trash is, is, is it at least just your creatures i think hold on it has to be your creatures all the other dictates Cre yeah. or creatures you control creatures you control yeah if it was see, creatures, see all that's, creatures that's how they two. made it fair that's how they made yeah. it fair <laughs> five mana for a plus two plus two boost at flash speed un unwinnable all right well tuck why don't you give us your second grain yes uh so this is a card that i actually had built as a command and it's in my least favorite color pairing, Selesnia. But in here, I think this does give you a lot of value, um, including this is a card that is a everyone gets something, but you generally will get more. And that one is not the Silvella, who's good and expensive, but the Silvella Explorer Return. So a colorless green and a white for legendary creature Elf Scout that is a rare, that's a 2-4 with parlay. Tap. Each player reveals the top card of his or her life. For each non-land card revealed this way, add one green to your mana pool and you gain each life. Then each player draws a card, and we do have a little bit of flavor text here as well, which is General Tazri, a.k.a. Uh, seasonally appropriate. Arnold from Jingle All the Way. The lowlands refuse to suffer at the whims of the high city. Put the cookie down <laughs> at the high city. <laughs> Sinbad, my nemesis. Uh, yeah, so... I like this card. I don't like it enough to run it in any deck of my own, and I hated running it as my commander because it just was stupid and just turned into Savala that with more steps hoops to go through. But generally, I think this is a way that everyone draws a card, including you. You'll add four and then gain four life on the top end of it. So pays for itself and can block the first turn it comes out. Yeah, I'm here for it. It's just the funny thing is that this card... Even though on the card it reads group hug, it's actually not group hug it's when not. you play it. Really it. <laughs> like, people want to kill you as soon as you see they see Silvala come out, even though they could get benefits from it. So it's very, right. very weird. Uh, but if you guys are looking for an easy three-card combo, this Intruder Alarm and the Niv-Mizzet, that whenever you draw a card, yeah. or sorry, Locust God, whenever you draw a card, you get a Locust, it'll untap, and then you just draw, make everyone yeah. draw their entire deck past the turn. Love it. Or, I'm here for it. Or um Umbra Mantle, even easier. You just, as long oh. as you keep generating mana, you just keep tapping her and going so god put it in we're putting it in all right well my last one is a planeswalker of course you know oh. i could not resist and it's party time we're Let's talking party. about jace bellerin time to uh party. this is colorless blue blue planeswalker jace mythic three uh loyalty is what it enters with and it, it hovers at about the three dollar mark which is fair i think for yeah totally um three activated abilities plus two each player draws a card Minus one, target player draws a card. Minus 10, target player puts the top 20 cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. So this is a card that probably doesn't see a ton of play, um, even though it's cheap. And it yep. is card draw for a cheap CMC Planeswalker. It's just a lot of people don't want to let their opponents draw. And the the minus one, yes, you could basically pay three to draw three and then, it, then he dies. But I just do the plus two. Yeah. I don't see myself, though, in this deck ever doing the minus 10. And I don't know if you ever would. 
right? Yeah, I I think I had that in my in one of my mill decks in some build for this sort of like backup. And because people just stop, they stop paying attention at some point. They're just like, all right, yeah. party jays, party jays, party jays. The only way that I think you would is if someone is like aggressively drawing and you're like, mm. oh, I can knock this person out. But yeah, I think literally I put this in here just so like literally just another dictate of crew fix. Or, yep. Uh, yeah, 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 of crew fix of like three mana, everyone draws a card and you're just going to do it every turn, right? Yeah, I, I think the perfect correlation for this and Tuck, you've been in games where I've done this before, where my three mana Ashiok that I love, where I make you yeah, exile yeah. the top three, and sometimes she'll be at 18 loyalty, 20 loyalty, and everyone's like, oh, Mr. Cabo's getting out of control. And I'm like, guys, I probably will never activate her, and I don't. I'll just have a stack of right. cards underneath, and it's like, if I get something just amazing, cool, but for the most part, I have her here for the plus yeah. effect, and I really see this Jace being the same thing. We could be at 21 25 loyalty and yes i could do two activations of its ultimate probably still wouldn't do it yeah i completely completely agree on that um but again this is like the party this is the party planeswalker and if there's anything that we like on this channel it's partying we yeah absolutely party. i mean i think jace bellerin is the mayor of party city so oh yeah uh, he, he loves he loves halloween merit merit party town he owns spirit halloween <laughs> Uh, and the reason that they always open and then close is because he planes walks away. He just transports <laughs> to another plane <laughs> to open up more spirit Halloweens over there because now it's Halloween there. <laughs> like he's like, man, next month on plane whatever Halloween is a month long. I got to, I got to build up my resources for this. Here we go, twenty thousand spirit Halloweens. All right, well, Tuck, why don't you give us your last grain? This is actually one of the cards that you brought up on a previous build. And I literally can't remember what it is right now, but this is when I was building this deck. And Mr. You brought this up. We we're like, oh, that's really cool. And I immediately went and put it in my Google Keep that I have all my notes on decks I want to build for. And I think the reason why is like you don't you don't love burst draw spells that don't that you have to pay more resources into. I can't remember the the sequences of words that you have together of which ones you like or which one you don't, but well of Ideas not only mm. benefits you, it benefits everybody even more. So Well of Ideas, and actually something I noticed that's funny is a lot of these group hug cards got reprinted in Double Masters, which I think is funny, but huh. it's weird. I think it's because they're all two. So yeah. five colorless and a blue for an enchantment that's around a buck. When it enters the battlefield, draw two. At the beginning of each other player's draw step, that player draws an additional card. At the beginning of your draw step, draw two additional cards, right? So I think in the one turn cycle, if this is out, you're up four cards immediately for six mana, which is okay-ish. Yeah. But no one's going to... We've talked a lot about how enchantment removal is premium, right? We've kind of... I think we've kind of shifted artifacts down pretty far. I oh, think yeah. like there's a lot more artifact removal out there than people give it credit for. So they're not as protected. But still, with the amount of disgusting enchantments, even in this deck, no one's going to blow this up, right? Even if you ramp into this in Silvala on turn three, people are just going to love the extra draws and just let you keep drawing your extra two each turn and not give it a second thought. Yeah, I think we've actually talked about this card... On a previous deck, um, yeah, you brought because, this is you brought it up. This was yeah, your, this was a cut or an ad or something of yours. Yeah, this is actually a card that I am behind now. Granted, I'm not going out there buying a bunch of them for a dollar <laughs> and putting them in a <laughs> ton of decks because it is six CMC. But right. here, here's the way I look at it: if I'm going to put a card draw spell in my deck and I'm running blue, I'm probably going to put Well of Ideas in there because for me, six mana, I get to draw two cards immediately. There is no right. waiting. There is no delay. 
Uh, that right there is a terrible return. That's a <laughs> card for three mana. Uh, not a good rate. But right. to Tuck's point, this will not get blown up. Because what will happen is the people will say, well, I want to draw an extra card. So let, let me not counter it. Let me, let me get to my turn. Yep. And then I'll disenchant it so no one else gets it. Well, then it gets to their turn. They draw an extra card. Well, man, I'd really like to use all my mana to be efficient and not just get rid of right. this thing. And I'll, leave, I'll make someone else deal with it. And then the next person's like, well, I don't want to destroy it. I want to draw my extra card. But right. then the extra card's like, well, I guess I have resources now. I want to spend those resources to advance my board. No one's ever going to get rid of it. And if, it can, if I can at least get around to where I've spent six mana for four cards, that's a rate I'm willing to live with. Because that's like, what, 1.2 mana yeah. per card something like that something like that yeah uh 1.25 so i'm f i'm i can live with that but then once it gets around then my rate starts getting out of control and eventually right. i'm gonna be sub mana for each card i'm getting off of this and i'm just that's beautiful if you have this around for two turn cycles you are paying one mana a card right mm -hmm. which is bonkers then, for yourself yeah and then after that it's just getting just cheaper and cheaper yep. and cheaper and, I, and that's and, why cards like Ristic study and this i'm behind because it's a permanent right, right. and you get the value constantly throughout the game and with the mana doublers like even dictated karametra how sweet would it be to be like okay draw dictated karametra i have well of ideas in hands i'm gonna wait cast dictate end of turn float six play this effectively for free and then carry on with my turn. Yep. So I think in this deck in particular, the mana cost is pretty well offset at different stages. Of yeah, totally makes sense. All right, well, that's going to wrap up the rampant grain section. Now we're going to head over to the hot profile and I'm going to start this off with a hilarious card that uh, I just want to say the word because the word is hilarious. I, that's, why, that's why it's in the deck. <laughs> Three, two, one. Flump. Flump. It's a colorless and a white for a creature jellyfish. An 04 that's a rare from Adventures in Forgotten Realms. <laughs> Defender flying. Uh, whenever Flump is dealt damage, you and target opponent each draw a card. 04, like it said. And uh, there is a plethora of text on this card. This is another layup for you. Tamiyo, the Sorceress Supreme. Sorcerer Supreme. Oh, you mean uh, Tilda Sw Sweeney or Sway? Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Swinton, yes. Flump, siphon, thoughts and energy from evil aberrations. And often are eager to share the dark knowledge they obtain with friendly adventures, Doctor. <laughs> doctor. And yes, I was racially, racially terribly cast in this role. Why in the world did they pick a bold white lady to do it? Doesn't make any sense. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so I love Flump because this yeah, is the type great. of card where it's like, hey, swing over. I'll block as long as you don't kill it and I'll let you draw a card. Yep. And you know what this kind of looks like? This looks a lot like uh, Brina. Hey, attack oh, that sure. person. Yes, I get something, but you're going to get something too. And you could do that with literally every single player because there's never a situation where an attack won't net something positive. Unless exactly. in that circumstance that I'm the one with the highest life total. Flump is the same thing. Tuck, don't you want to draw a card? Yeah, I do. Well, I'm going to swing a 4-4 Rhino at you. Well, I'm not going to block then. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And I think and I think the real key part here that I missed the first couple times I read this card, it's target opponent. It's not the controller of the creature. Yep. So if someone's trying to be a dickbag to you, you're like, okay, don't care. Hey, do you have an answer for this? Probably. Yeah, great. Draw your card. You don't get yep. anything from it. Uh, the other thing recently that's been unearthed for one black mana that also cycles for two is Tomer, good friend of the show, 
who also loves drawing cards, hates this card. Really? I was shocked. He like posted a, a short or something about like white card draw. And I was like, yeah, this is perfect. It's a creature. It blocks. And then you also always get to draw a card. He's like, and I think his argument is like, it's not one for one, right? Like you could potentially lose a creature, draw a card, and then another person has to draw a card. But mm. I, like, it's so it seems so efficient, right? You know what would be a perfect synergy with this? We can't do it in this deck, unfortunately. If you have a black or red deck that also runs white, and you're running Pestilence oh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Pyrohemia, literally mana draw a card, mana draw a card, mm. mana draw a card. Pass the turd. Oh, I got more mana? Mana draw a card. Like, <laughs> that seems very, awesome. very cool. Because yeah. it does say is dealt damage, not combat right. damage. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Which is which is clutch, too. And for a 30-cent card, for me, it's like, this is well worth the, the spend just to try it out. If you're hurting for draw in, a, in an Arcades or another attack Bant deck. Totally agree. Totally agree. And to the point uh, that Tuck made earlier to where it's target opponent, because it is just damage, it's like, hey, you can lightning bolt this thing. That's fine. Well, I'm going to add an extra damage to it, or I have Tobran out, so it'll die. Be like, well, then you're not going to get to draw a card. So if you want right. to kill it, that's fine. It's just I'm not going to let you draw a card. I'll give it some, I'll I will be. Else. I'm going to be Tom Petty right now if, <laughs> if you do that. So uh, wait, right. hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Were you um, coming, a coming down the flump, drawing everybody a cards, searching for a better removal because you're running Lightning Bolt and Commander, running down the flump. And, and yes, guys, if you're curious, Tuck was actually hand miming <laughs> him playing the bass. <laughs> playing the guitar. All right. Well, Tuck, why don't you give us your first hop or second okay. hop card then? So this card is in here solely because... I don't want you to get. I don't want you to have to spend money on moat, which would <laughs> double or triple the amount of money in this deck. Uh, but I think this is a really interesting one with the other utilities that we have. So I'm talking about a sanctuary that may be up on Teferi's Island. Island sanctuary. So it's a colorless and a white for an enchantment. Uh, coming in around $3, and I'm going to read the new text on it because it, it's been slightly errata just to make a little bit more sense. So it says, if you would draw a card during your draw step, you may skip that draw. If you do until your next turn, you can't be attacked by creatures with flying and or island walk. So it's kind of the same thing of, of like Moat. It's a very efficient protect card. And the way I see this is that I we have a lot of things, like we just talked about, of well of ideas and that sort of thing, right? You could easily, if you're drawing two cards during your draw step, I'm not going to draw one of them. I'm protected. I'm still going to draw another one. And then we have things like Party Jace that are going to refill our hands during our turn. So for an enchantment, and there's a lot of enchantments in here, so that, which we have some ways to tutor up. It seems like this is a very efficient way to do that. And th there's not really a massive drawback that comes to it. So here's, here's the actual issue. And I think we might have to rules lawyer this. The card actually states on the errated text, if you would draw a card during your draw step, instead you may skip that draw. And right. technically cards like Dictative Crufix or that that would be a bad example. Some of them say, like, whenever you would draw, or if you would draw a card, go ahead and draw an additional card. Oh, sure. And so since you're skipping your draw step, I don't think you'll trigger on some of the extra ones. Now, Dictator Crufix does say that player just draws an additional card at the beginning of right, their right. draw step. So that will get around Island Sanctuary. But that is just one thing to kind of make note and be careful. Because if something does say, like, you know, uh, if you would draw a card during your draw step, or just if there's anything like that, like an if you do this action, 
draw an additional card. If you skip it, you're not doing the action, so you won't get the secondary card thing. I don't okay. know if there's anything in this deck that might do that, but that is something to kind of keep note. For sure. And it does state, there There was uh, some rules notes on this. So it says, if you get multiple draws, use a spell or ability during the draw step to draw extra cards, you can have the replacement effect apply to any one or all of those. You oh, need great. to have it apply to one to get the effect. If you skip more than one, there is no additional effect. Well, there so, we go. Rules there one, it is. you're yeah. done. Thanks, Scryfall. Thanks for being free. <laughs> Uh, well, my next one is, you know, this is a very me card because it's actually not group hug. It's more stacks, but it's disguised as group hug in a heartfelt story from the Heartwood oh, Storyteller. Yeah. This card is bonkers. Colorless green green, 59 cents, uh, latest printing and time, time spiral remastered. It's a 2-3 creature tree folk rare. Whenever a player casts a non-creature spell, each of that player's opponents may draw a card. And there's flavor Each. text. Uh, this is another one that you love uh, from another thing you've never seen. Uh, this is Yora, Academy Researcher, who is Sarah Goldfarb from Requiem for a Dream, which for your reference is an old lady that's strung out on a uh, crack that she got from her doctor, methamphetamines. His roots reach deep, nurtured not by soil and rain, but by millennia i need my crack <laughs> of experience the, this is the 90s so they they give diet pills away like fucking candy from the doctor <laughs> so this card's great i actually th i don't know how many decks this yeah. is played in it should see play in probably 10 times that Way amount more, yeah to, to just be frank because let's be honest even if you ran this in your mono green deck usually mono green decks don't have a lot of non-creature spells so this is yeah. really just a one-sided if you guys do it it allows me to also draw cards uh it is a may effect so that's kind of cool because then there's going to be it, it kind of goes into the group hug thing to where if smothering tithe was in here it would be like hey you don't have to draw it and i don't i don't get to you know get the treasure you don't have to pay two right like yep. it's totally fair um or hey i'm sorry you've drawn way too much of your deck you don't have to it's 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 a nice may effect i mean it just it hits me on so many levels except it is lightning boltable <laughs> but we only run shocks right uh, so the one thing, the thing that was exciting about putting this in here for me was this is a card that we have, this is a card that I had seen a lot back in the day, but it used to be fairly expensive, right? Like, I think that's one of the reasons why you don't see it that much. I think it used to be like six to $10 at some point in its old printings because mm. it was only like printed once or twice. Yeah. Around, uh, eight bucks before it got reprinted. So I think that might be why it's low, but I completely agree. And even if you are playing like a red green spell slinger, you're still probably only casting one giant spell a turn, right? So, okay, everyone gets a draw off it, but if you're playing any blue player, it's going to make up for itself in a turn cycle for everyone at the table. Yep. And here's a great thing, guys. People playing storm-like decks... It's becoming a lot more frequently. I mean, literally, yeah. just a couple weeks, well, I guess at the time of you guys hearing this, is about a month ago, I was playing my Zafi deck, and Zafi's, I mean, I didn't build it as a Storm deck. It just naturally, in one turn, I ended up playing, like, 18 spells. Right. Just, it happened. That would have, I mean, that would have been better for me letting my opponents draw most of their deck uh, to possibly deck them, but people <laughs> do that, and it won't, I would not be shocked if, you put this in a deck, and you don't just naturally end up drawing 10 cards. I would not yeah. be surprised. Yeah, I completely, completely agree on that. Uh, All-star, 
can't wait to see it more in, in play. All right. Well, Tuck, why don't you give us your last hop card? All right. I don't think that you chose this one, but I want to because you can... This card will let you just trade stuff off, right? I'll give you things from me and I'll take from you, right? It may not be the kind of trade that you're looking for, but I also will be able to turn your artifacts into blockers. There's this, everything on this card just does something. Just everything. Good, right? Everything, right? Uh, there's a reason it was banned for a run there, but I am starting to put Oko, Thief of Crowns, into as many decks as I can play them in. So a colorless and Simic, that's a blue and a green for a four-drop Legendary Planeswalker Oko, Mythic Rare, uh, and uh, also Redacted Bit from, uh, this is from the Trash Set. There you go. Merry Christmas. Uh, when, when this card got previewed, we both thought it sucked. We were both completely wrong. And it has three stated abilities. So plus two, create a food token. Little life gain, little artifact, right? Nothing, nothing crazy there. M plus one, target artifact or creature loses all abilities and becomes a green elk creature with base power and toughness 3-3. Three, three. Minus five, exchange control of target artifact or creature you control and target creature and opponent controls with power three or less. So it's just, a, I like, look, that's a really great soul ring you have there, right? That's not going to block this rhino coming in here. Are you crazy? That's not going to that's not gonna block some sort of nightmare that's going to be coming your way on the ground. I'm going to give you an elk that you can just run underground, right? You don't have to think about it. Uh, it's, I also built this around Thanksgiving. So the food token is important to there. You get a little hungry at the table and then eventually, you know, maybe I just want, maybe I, you know, listen, you've been very generous with playing this mana crypt and I've really enjoyed seeing it, but I'm going to give you an elk that I made of the worst card that I own. And I'm going to take your mana crypt. And now you can feel good because you gave me mana accelerations. It's a, it's just a very fair, even card across the board. It does nothing that's going to piss off your opponents. And it's certainly not going to be something that's going to get killed literally the turn after you play it. I don't know what else to say uh, outside the fact that I, I genuinely loved this card when it first got printed. I still can't believe with as many bannings as it's had, it's still like an $11 card to go pick one yeah. up. Um, I would have thought it being banned in literally every format except for Commander, it seems like. It would be a, a $5 card at least. But, hey, uh, Oko, I'm hungry. I'll make food. I need a little bit of yeah. life. And you know what? I see, Tuck, you're at five life. I'm going to give you some food, and I'm going to take your Chromatic Lantern. I'm just saying, I think you would rather have yeah, three you, life you need that than life. the mana. Absolutely. It's just a fair, completely non-way, Not it's completely not one-sided removal or anything else like that. It's a very giving, generous card. Well, uh, my last hop card is probably the most generous card in the deck. Uh, because titled oh. Barracuda, it's, Barracuda, it's the fairest thing. Three colorless blue, creature fish, it's a rare. Three, four. Uh, any player may cast spells as though they had flash. Well, that seems pretty fair. But Anyone. my opponents can only cast spells during, or they can't cast spells during my turn. And uh, our pal, Yold, Professor of Crypto Religiology. Uh, A.K.A. Adam Sandler from Opera Man has a few things to say about this as well. Oh, it lurks in the spaces between moments. <laughs> you, your audio cut off on Discord. I literally just saw you go like, ooh. <laughs> I couldn't see anything out of it. So, uh, Tidal Barracuda yes. is great because here's, here's the way I actually look at this card. Yes, everyone's allowed to catch stuff at flash speed, but they can't do it on my turn. So I'm still coming up on the exact same issues that you normally would, where it's like, oh, you have open mana, 
And, you know, but now instead of you being able to see what I'm going to do with your open mana, you have to react either before my turn right. or immediately after my turn. But my turn, I'll get to do what I want. So it's fair from the aspect of you now can flash in creatures and sorceries and artifacts and enchantments and planeswalkers during everyone else's turn. I could do the same. But unlike a Veldelkan Ori, Veldelkan Ori, I'm still at instant speed all the time, but I still have to worry about your instant speed at any time. This, 100%, I can, it's like Grand Abolisher. My mind yep. is clear, but no one's going to be upset because unlike Grand Abolisher, this also gives them a little something. So when this is out, you're still playing on your turn, right? Yep. To the extent that you want to. Yes. Yeah. The only thing that I believe way I would play this card that I would hold up would be board wipes. Sorcery-based mm. board wipes. Oh, yeah. That yeah. stuff I would be like, okay, let me do that strategically. But yeah, I think I'm pretty much like, do I, do I want to get my commander out? Okay, I'm going to do that on my turn. I'm not doing that on your ass's turns because you could count. It. Yeah, you can just kill it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Do you think so? I think what is funny though is that this does. I think this card kind of penalizes the person to your right when you because everyone's this. just gonna unload. Because everyone's just waiting. They're like, all right, pass. All right, pass. It goes to him, and they're like, they have to act on the person to your right. Effectively, the person on your right are swapping places with the person on your left. Yes. They're like, I have to I have to do my things now, yep. or else they're all gonna react to it on my turn. Yeah, that's a good point, Tuck, because if you think about it, the the one the person to my left really only has one turn at one and a half turns at instant speed. They have the person right, to yes. their left, and then the person to my right, but they have to immediately do it then, where I get four turns to do everything I want. Right. They're only getting two turns to do what they want, essentially. And the person across the table from you diagonally also benefits the most from this because yep. they have both they have both times to react. Yep. So it's kind of like a monarch. It's like a it's like a sneaky monarch card a little bit. But let's let's also throw this out there. What the hell does a barracuda have to do with this effect? Literally nothing. Uh, you're gonna have to talk to the pretenders about that. A barracuda. So let's move on to the yeast package. And we only have six options. So unlike traditional bruising builds where we each made our picks, we're just going to talk about all of them because there's really not that much to talk about. <laughs> uh, so Tuck, why don't you kick off the section first? What's the very first yeast card you thought would be worth mentioning? Uh, so I thought this one is a, is, a, is a fun one to play. Angel's Trumpet, three colorless for an artifact that's an uncommon. Attacking does not cause creatures to tap. So pretty much all creatures have vigilance. At the end of each player's turn, tap all untapped creatures he or she controls that did not attack this turn. Angel's Trumpet deals one damage to each player for one damage to that player for each creature tapped this way. So the reason why I have this in here is that we have all of the prisons, the ghostly prisons, the propagandas, the island sanctuaries, right? Um, one of the ones that we didn't get into that uh, is your idea, reverence, which just shuts down tokens X, everything, right? Like people are going to not be able to attack you if you're playing this deck right. But they have to attack someone, right? Mm -hmm. Or else they just are going to hurt themselves. So I think this is really going to incentivize. We kind of talked about this briefly earlier about games progressing quicker. This is what's going to drive that. One of the cards that's really going to drive that when people are going to be slamming into other people just so that they are themselves are not taking damage and they can't swing into you with six creatures because they're going to have to pay ten a per, ten a card. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 only really works against like heavy creature decks. But I think that's a I think that's something that this deck is probably going to struggle against in a broad scope of you're trying to win the game. Yeah, I actually really like this card because. 
it's also it's a modal card. We love modal. It forces yep, people to make modal. decisions. And you know who has the worst time with this card? The person to your Redacted left. Deck? No, oh. no, the person to your left because they're the first ones who have to make a choice. And it's the uh, oh god, I'm the first one that this has come to. What do I do? Do I go ahead and attack? Yeah. So that and, and because you know, uh, maybe Tuck left up some strategic blockers. Maybe the Goad left up some strategic blockers. Do I want to go ahead and risk losing a creature or two? So then that way I have blockers for when Tuck untaps and then right, right, gets right. the full attack phase. You have to be smart because if that first person onto the left doesn't attack at all, they just say pass. Their whole defense gets tapped. Yeah, and now down. and yeah. now the person to their left is like, well, I get a fresh untap before I do anything. You have no blockers. I'll just hit you. So it actually is makes this... the person to the left, like, they have to really think about what do they want to do because what they do dictates what the next two people do because if they, if the first person does it and they end up getting tapped down, well, the person to their left is just going to hit them. And then the person to that person's left is just also going to hit player one because they don't have any blockers. Right. Gets back to my turn. I'm just going to hit you as well. You're going to become a punching bag for three different people so we don't lose our blockers. Is this just, is this deck just... Per, hey, per, sorry, person to my left. <laughs> I think so. Your game, your game sucks. <laughs> is that what this deck is? Yeah, see, it's group hug for uh, players four and three, but player two across from me, it's their worst it's just... nightmare. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, well, the next one is a pretty common one. You see this a lot in group hug decks, Approach of the Second Sun, six colorless white yeah. sorcery. Basically, this reads, guys, if it was cast from your hand and you've already cast another spell named Approach of the Second Sun this game, you win. Otherwise, you put Approach yeah. uh, into the library seventh from the top and you gain seventh li seven life. This is normally just in generic group hug decks. I actually like it, yep. though, a lot for here because you have so many excessive card draw things that exactly. I could probably play it. I'm not going to be able to get it and play it again in the same turn, but I bet you by my next turn, I will have probably dug through seven cards and now I could do it again. Exactly. Yeah. It's, there's not, we've talked about this many times on the stack. This is one of my pet cards. Um, and I think like, like you said, with the amount of card draw, the amount of protection and the amount of mana that you're going to have accessible at any turn late game, this is, I wager to guess, this is probably going to be the way that you're going to win the most consistently, um, being able to act on other people's turns and all that jazz. Great card, still only a dollar. Pick them up. Yep. All right. This one actually has a bunch of text on it. So this was one that I was really excited about finding because it actually can help you win the game potentially. So Celestial Convergence is two colorless double white for an enchantment from Prophecy. That's about $3. It comes into play with seven omen counters on it. At the beginning of your upkeep, remove an omen counter from Celestial Convergence. If there are no omen counters on Celestial Convergence, the player with the highest life total wins the game. If two or more players are tied for the highest life total, the game is the draw. So I read something online when I was looking into this deck, and because Feldegriff has the ability to give people yeah, you life, kingmake. Yeah, you can either kingmake or I think if everyone, I think it's like if everyone's if everyone's even or odd, you can odd, make the game a tie. You could, yeah, you can draw the game out, or you can just kingmake the game, end it, and reshuffle it in. And again, I think the best part about this that I love is that. We're not running Paradox Haze. We have no double upkeep triggers on this. This is going to be something that people are probably going to forget. You'll play this turn four, and people are going to be like, I'm not even worried about that, right? Like, And then you're just like, okay, ticking down, ticking down, ticking down. And then they're like, enchant removal, enchant removal, enchantment board wipe. And then it's like, okay, cool. Like, I have 
I, it's getting down to the two counters, guys. Does anyone have an answer? And they're like, oh, shit. I just killed his propaganda. I killed his thing. I don't know if I have another enchantment rule in my deck. And that's how I think this can kind of sneak out of it. Um, it's definitely a yeast. It's only a yeast card because it can win the game. Beyond that, it's complete spice. Because people should see this telegraph from literally a country mile away. I mean, I just look at this, and uh, if I'm getting picked on, which, you know, happens quite frequently, um, I'm going to play this and be like, all right, every single turn, dump all my white mana into Feldegriff to just pump one oh. person full of life. <laughs> and, and then if they piss me off, then I do it to the other person. <laughs> and, and it's just literally, this gives me seven turns to put as much life onto people as possible to give someone the game. That's the way I see yep. this happening, and I'm here for it. I like it. it. The spite. But I'm really here for the next card. I'm so excited. This is my favorite card in the deck. Big time. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so Divine Intervention. Six colorless white, white enchantment. It's from Legends. $246. Piece of magic history right here for you, Mr. Combo. And this card does the following. And I am going to read the eradicated text. <laughs> it ETBs with two intervention counters on it. At the beginning of your upkeep, remove an intervention counter from Divine Intervention. When you remove the last intervention counter from Divine Intervention, the game is a draw. So, basically, you play Ooh, it, yeah. and in two turns, the game ends. It's over. There's nothing anyone can do about it. It's perfect. There's one guy back in Chicago, Drink, that we used to play with who ran this in his Charles of Aloro deck that was literally just board wipe and land wipe dot deck. And he played this... He had, like, an insane amount of mana, played this. We are all were waiting for something. One counter goes off. He plays Child of Lara, plays a board wipe. We have nothing to do. And he's like, what now, guys? And we, me and Scooty Shuffles left quite upset that day, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I mean, it's look. it's It takes a lot. Don't get me wrong. Um, We will be talking about this card later. Literally, when I put it in the deck, I was like, this card is never going to be in Mr. Combo's collection. It's not going to be in any form of this deck that ever exists, but we have to talk about it now. Now, I will say this, because this is now the second card that we've talked about, specialized counters. If that was a sub-theme of the deck, like, hey, counter.deck, where it's fate counters, omen counters, intervention counters, like, that could be cool, because then I could put the counter manipulation stuff in to where it's like, remove all counters from something, or... Uh, the white enchantment, just nothing gets counters. Like, that. If, we, if if there was enough of that, I'd be like, okay, that's super cute. I want to leave that in. And, you know, I'm a sucker for a piece of magic history. Uh, but just as a fringe, just ha-ha funny, even if, I'll say this, uh, <laughs> if it was five mana, I'd probably still consider it. But at eight mana for a ha-ha funny $250 card, <laughs> I'm not here for that. Ha-ha <laughs> <laughs> funny $250 card. Yeah, I get it. Hey, I get it. Listen, listen, I knew exactly what I was doing when I put it in here, and I knew exactly where this was going to go. Well, uh, the next card we're going to talk about this list is, should be moved exactly to the hops profile, because this does not fit in yeast. Selfless Squire. Oh, were, you drunk, were you drunk one night and just put it in the yeast section? Oh my god, I was! There I we go. This, I built this and two other things when I was wasted after something I went to. I don't even remember what it was. Well, there but we go. I'll... I'll read this one. Three, I do I do have reasoning why it's in here. So three colorless and a white for a creature human soldier, one, one. Flash, when it enters the battlefield, prevent all damage that would be dealt to you this turn. Whenever damage that would be dealt to you is prevented, put that many one, one counters on self with Squire. I, put the, I in, intentionally put this in the yeast just in case someone tries to do Comet Storm for a gazillion. Like, long wind attack of trying to get you down to 
down to a certain amount of life, right? Like it's that sort of like gotcha rattlesnake card that will prevent you from dying that then you could go and clap back with. I get it doesn't have I it does not have any sort of evasion or haste, but and that haste, doesn't even matter because right. you'd be doing it on other people's turns. You do it on other people's and turns, and you don't have any way to fling it. So it's not even like if you do it for a hundred and then fling a hundred at someone. I, I like the card. I just it's not a yeast card. It's a hops card. You don't think it's a yeast? Uh, no. It, it's it's how about this? Right, it's right. it's yeast by convenience. If you happen to do it and you prevented fifty damage, then yes, it's kind of a yeast card because it's a fifty-one fifty-one. But I play this card, and more times than not, you're doing it and saving yourself six or eight. Or you're actually saving yourself from a trigger that would have happened from combat damage. That's oh, actually yeah, yeah, more yeah. of how you use it. There. So it's more of a four mana prevent 10-ish damage type fog, which an 11-11 with no evasion still doesn't win you the game. But yeah, if, yeah. I mean, if you're going to get Comet Stormed for 100 or infinite, then yes, it's an absolutely bomb card. But even then, you still hope no one removes it. And no one has blockers, so you can hit someone. So I like it, just not a yeast. I like, I do. Okay, I I like that phrase of yeast by convenience. Yes. Yeah. I, I completely. I'm I'm here for that for sure. Well, the last one is an amazing card uh, because it takes the rule of we thirteen. Yeah, yeah. You have the rule of thirteen, but it's not in black with life. It's with your hand and cards. So Triskaidekaphile is a colorless blue one three creature human wizard rare uh from uh, midnight hunt you have no maximum hand size at the beginning of your upkeep if you have exactly 13 cards in hand you win the game uh three colorless blue draw card yeah uh and uh this is read by george get aka uh some would say the best president uh of all time donald trump oh my god Jesus, I could. <laughs> Everyone in, in, imitated Trump for four years, and now I, I can't do it on the yeah, spot. It's, it's very good. It's She's always willing to lend a hand. It just won't be her own to yeah. pay. <laughs> um, so nice. I will say this the card art is freaky as hell. Uh, because yeah. 13 cards in your hand, well, it looks like she's trying to accumulate 13 hands. Seems hands. more like a black type thing than a blue. Uh, but yeah, this is a great card. This actually can win the game. Uh, it's not busted because Feldegrift does not allow me to draw cards. It's only my opponent, so I have to do it through other means. I'm here for it. It's It does exactly what we want. It's group hug, and if I win by accident, great. And with the amount, and the reason why I like it too is because it also can draw you a card, right? So even if you can't win, it can do something even at a bad rate. But with all the mana doublers, with all the card draws, it wouldn't surprise me that you're going to, you would untap. And then as you go into your end step, you have enough cards in hand, enough mana to just win the game there with the draw ability. You mean upkeep? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Or 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 at like the end of someone else's turn. Yeah, I was about to say, because I believe the whole beginning of upkeep stuff is if you don't have the condition, it doesn't check. Right there. I th I, yeah, yeah, I think you yeah, need yeah, to have 13 right. for to turn on. Because there have right. been discussions around the, oh, beginning of upkeep, let me get to 13, I win the game. And it's like, well, no, because you didn't sure. have 13 cards at the beginning of your upkeep. It's just, that's when it checks. Um, right, right, right. So, but yeah, no, great card. And for two mana and 50 cents, totally fine in the even so it, it wins you the game. Wins me the game. Now we're going to wrap up the yeast section and head over to the spice. And I'll kick this off because we actually have some diversity here. And I'm going to pick a card that's going to shock tuck because it has double X in its activation cost. And I hate oh. double X cards. 
But let's That's just so say I have a folio of fancies. Uh, this card's bonkers. Colorless blue artifact from the trash set. It's a rare, 73 cents. Players have no max hand size. XX tap, which means if you do X for one, X for one, it's one. Each player draws X cards. Two colorless blue tap. Each opponent puts a number of cards equal to the number of cards in their hand from the top of their library into their graveyard. So this actually, Tuck, I don't know if you did this on purpose, but this is actual spice for me because, yeah, it draws it draws everyone cards, so it does kind of fit the theme of the deck of group yep. hug. But that second ability is something that you know I really like doing, having people mill and get that accidental. And, hey, if I'm making everyone draw, like, six, seven, eight cards a rotation, hey, let's do a little three mana. Let's, let's have each of you guys put the top eight. Right. Or top 10, or I'm playing a Xerus person, top 20 into your graveyard. Right. Great. That's exactly why I have it in here. Um, it's only a spice because I don't think I run anything. If I ran a bunch of cards of like no players have maximum hand sizes and all that, like rigmaroles, it's probably somewhere else. But the fact that A, you have to pay mana into it, and it's that incidental, perfect spice card. Uh, I, this card's done work for me in a lot of decks I run it in, like Nekuzar. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm a fucking idiot. It literally says players have no maximum hand size on the card. Yeah, <laughs> I always forget. I always forget that. I always forget that when I play this because I'm so excited about people drawing cards. And guys, I I should be shouldn't have to be mentioned, but it's worth pointing out the second ability. Actually, all the abilities, but the second one most importantly doesn't state do this only on your turn or only at sorcery right, speed. Yeah. You can do it whenever you want. So a lot of people like to get cute. Ha! On my turn, I'm gonna blue Seth zenith for thirty. And I'm going to try to win the game right now. Okay, let that resolve. Oh, you've done your next spell? I actually mill 30. How about that instead? Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, at the end of every... at the Again, you, you no one can attack you. You're safe. You have your mana untapped. Yep. Everyone draws. Everyone mills. So, good. I'm glad you like it. All right, Tuck. Wrap us out your spice package. Uh, I think a lot of people would call this card unplayable. Uh, and I think I would be one of them as well. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is probably going to get cut. But... I like. I think this card is so cute, and I literally couldn't find. I couldn't think of another deck to build it around. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess. Let me. Let me give a guess because there's not a lot of yes. options. No. Is it the salamander guy? It's the salamander. Of guy. course it is. It absolutely. Is, it absolutely is the salamander guy. Gore Muldrake, amphimiologist. Uh, colorless and Simic, that's a blue and a green. What else costs that exact same cost? Oko. Are they are they equal in power? This is clearly much better. A uh, legendary creature, human scout, that's a 3-2 for 9 cents. Maybe a bottom out of a rare. <laughs> you and permanents you control have protections from salamanders. At the beginning of your end step, each player who controls the fewest creatures creates a 4-3 blue salamander warrior creature token. And there is some text here read by Ailey, High Priestess of the Eternal Pilgrims, Alanis Morissette. <clears throat> The day of reckoning is coming. Knowledge of the <laughs> infant may be our only refuge. <laughs> you were you were perfect until you got to a word you didn't know how to pronounce. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Amphin? So uh, this is probably the spiciest, the, the sweatiest, spiciest spice card of all time that we've ever discussed on this podcast. Um, I'd wager to guess that there's a lot of times where this literally doesn't do anything. It creates one, four, three for an opponent. Uh, but that four, three can attack you. And it does play into cards like angels trumpets after a board wipe. If you play this, 
the people may start getting some salamanders, but it's a cute card that I literally can't think of another deck it goes in. So here we are. It gives something away. It gives something away. It gives something away. It gives something away. You know what would be a really fun build? Actually build a Gore Moldrak deck, but the whole deck is changelings and oh. <laughs> um, making sure like cards like Conspiracy and things right, like that right. where you make everything salamanders all the time. And then you play cards like um, a Painter Servant and then make everything like green or blue and then get all of your stuff protection from green or blue. So literally oh, you are just sure. one-sided protected from literally everything. Salamanders, blue things, and then your opponents just have to deal with it. That would be hilarious. I'd be here for that. Wait, is is this card good? Wait, is this card amazing? I mean, you don't have any of the cards to support it, but if you could figure out how to make everything salamanders, and then on top of that, Tuck, you know, another fun thing would be to take your big salamanders, like the one changeling that's like an XX, and then give that away to people. Oh, chameleon, yeah, chameleon colossus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Give everyone all these disgusting salamanders that they're, they can only hurt each other with. So... So sweaty. Uh, so sweaty. Hey, so sweaty, but it's spicy too. I just had to put it in just because I thought it'd be fun. Yep, and I just thought of it. If you were going to alternate art this deck, Gore Moldrak, you would get done as Splinter, and your Salamander Warrior tokens would be the Ninja Turtles. Oh, adds the Ninja Turtles? Sure, like it. Because they're not going to hurt the Master. They're not going to hurt us. No, they're not going to go back. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the spice package. And then we're going to head over to the bottle cap. And as a reminder, these are Big Tucks and I's cuts and ads. <laughs> Scratch that because Tuck built this. F that dude. I'm the one cutting and adding stuff. Uh, for under five, under 50, no budget. I'm just not allowed to own, add, talk about cards like Volcanic Island. All right. So for my first card, I'm going to cut for under $5. And this card is a perfect group hug protection type card. It's just, for me, it's a redundant ghostly prison that's more vulnerable to removal. Uh, I'm going to be cutting Bard, Steward of Argive. Oh, sure, yeah. Two colorless, white, white. It's for 40 cents. Legendary creature, human soldier. It's an uncommon. It's a 2-4. It has vigilance, and creatures can't attack me or planeswalkers I control unless their controller pays one for each of those creatures. I believe... If this deck was running, let's just say, 10 Planeswalkers or more, I'd probably still leave it in. Because yeah. Ghostly Prison and Propaganda don't protect them. Yeah. But in the current build, we are sitting There's at two. Literally two, yeah. And I was going to say, I totally makes sense. If they, I, would, I would even argue if you had five, that might be even an argument for it. Because it's just another, like, it's another blocking effect to it. But that totally makes sense. You don't need every single one of these abilities in the deck, especially yep. when they're stapled to a creature that is within lightning bolt and shock range. Both of them. Exactly. So the card I want to add, you can pick up for about $2, uh, between 2 and 3 And it's a card that traditionally is used in a busted, broken way. There, You would not say this is group hug. But I'm going to play this as group hug, and I think it's pretty cute the way I'm going to do it. I'm talking Angel's Grace. One white. Hey, we, ta we talked about that earlier. Instant. Uh, this is a rare. It has split second. You can't lose the game this turn, and your opponents can't win the game this turn. Until end of turn, damage that would reduce your life to less than one cannot, you know, just, just doesn't happen. Reduce it to one instead. So the reason I like this and the reason I wanted to put it in the deck is I want I, I've there's certain things that I've done in decks where it's for me to be 
invested. I have to give myself a thing that I'm going to do all the time, no matter what. Brutaclad. It's always going to be permanent. I'm not changing that. I don't care if just do the uh, Primal Storm thing, just have one non-permanent in yeah, the deck. Right, right. Not going to do it. Angel's Grace, I would only ever play to stop someone from winning the game winning, on yeah, the yes, spot. Yes, yes, yes. And that's the only way I would do it. So, hey, you're about to torment a hailfire and do all of this? Ah, Angel's Grace. Just, hey, everyone take all the damage you want. Uh, I can't die. It's just going to go to one, but you know, this person won't outright win the game. Um, that's, I think that there's a cool way you could do that. And this is a card tuck that I think would help change the perception of me at the table because I have that reputation of he wants to win. Everything he right, does right, is right. to get him to win. Hey, I'm going to angel's grace and stop you from specifically dying or this person from specifically winning. There could be a lot of things that I can do to hopefully build favor at the table. Uh, I believe this is an alcohol wins again thing because I literally was going to put this in this deck for that exact reason. And somehow it just fell through the cracks. So ha! I love that cut. I love that ad. I'm here for them both big time. All right. So under 50, I don't like this card. Mainly just, I don't know. It's just, it's fine. Shatter the sky. Two colorless white, white oh, sorcery. Sure. Each player who controls a, tr controls a creature with power four or greater draws a card, then destroy all creatures. It's a quarter. It's just Wrath of God with a thing stapled on the body that if any of my opponents have it, they get to draw a card. You get That's exactly why it's in there, because I had Wrath of God, and I was like, wait a minute, we can do better. I can give you a Wrath of God that will let you draw a card and potentially your opponents if you have to wipe when you have your commander out. But yes. That's the only reason why it's in there. It gives someone and you wipe the board. <laughs> well, I wanted to put in a card that could still take something away from my opponents, but then give them something as well. Okay. Because there's a lot of creative ways that I can do this. So I want to put in Fractured Identity into the deck. Oh. Three colorless Azorius. It's a sorcery. It's a rare. You can get it for a little above five bucks. Exile target non-land permanent. Each player other than its controller creates a token that's a copy of it. So I see this played. Normally it's done with super broken stuff, but it's like, sure. hey, uh, Kozilek, that sucks. None of us like that. How about we all get a Kozilek, but you don't, because you're the bad person who built your deck with a Kozilek. <laughs> and yes, I am saying that to myself in the but mirror. But to yourself on, yeah, on the other side of the table. You know, but you, that's how I see this. It's You save it because it is five mana. It's a sorcery, so it's going to be slow, but you save it for that disgusting, oppressive omniscience Vorinclex, Kozilek, every Shieldred, everyone has a thing like that in their deck that's just not fun. And what better way to exile it, get it the hell out of the game, and then on top of that, your opponents are going to get a copy? That's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. Uh, also, for a pitilance of nine mana, you can give everyone a Feldegriff. And now they can give you stuff in return. It's perfect. There Only if they have the colors. That's, that's their problem. That's a later, that's a later that's problem. That's their problem. You just put in Yavi Maya, Cradle of whatever, and then everyone can just give it Trample and give everyone else 1-1 one, one green hippos. There so we go. I, no, I, do, I do like Fractured Identity. I think it's cute. Um, I would. This card used to be like $11, which I would not pay for it, but I think 5 for how completely overpowering it can turn a game i think it's well worth it on that on that front yeah and it does feed into this group hug idea so i'm right. okay spending five bucks on a card that 
you know what? I could even use it at points of the game of, hey, it looks like everyone could ramp. Let's do it on Wood Elves. Let's all yep. go get some. Let's all Absolute, go get some lands. Absolutely. Veteran Explorer on your own if you need to. Yep. So we talked about it earlier. No budget. I'm cutting Divine Intervention. Um, I can't even blame you for this. Not 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 only can I not blame you if you didn't cut it, I would have. That would have been the like what. <laughs> Like what? Yeah, it's it's just for how about this? If it was five even... <laughs> how about this? Five mana two hundred and fifty bucks, we could talk. Eight mana fifty cents, we can talk. Eight <laughs> mana and two hundred and fifty dollars? No. <laughs> oh, and by the way, how about this? Two hundred and fifty dollars, eight mana, and I win the game? Let's talk about it. Two hundred and fifty dollars, eight mana, nobody wins. Absolutely not. <laughs> Two turns later, assuming that no yes, one there we go. has any sort of bird wipe. I look, I, I get it. I totally I knew as soon as I put it in here, I like really built this deck around that card, if I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I, there's a lot of ways to tutor up enchantments and that sort of thing. Um, but I knew for a fact as soon as I put this in here, it's like he this is this is gone. Like this deck this this doesn't even matter. Well, I wanted to put a card in the deck. That will really confuse people because I, if I, if I built this, I would not put in Ladman, I would not put in Jace Wielder of Mysteries, I would not put in Thassa's Oracle, but I would put in a Leveler for five mana, artifact oh. creature, ten ten. <laughs> when Leveler comes into play, remove your library from the game, so exile your entire library. Oh, um, I see what's going on. <laughs> so you know, here's the little rigmarole as we're drawing lots of cards throughout the game. I mean, we're doing that for everyone. And in one turn, you can win. Because by the point that you're going to want to do this, you'll be able to easily do 10 mana. You may even have your title Barracuda out there so no one can respond. Make everyone exile all their library. <laughs> you exile your library, played Fractured Identity on this. It exiles. All of your opponents get one. All of their libraries get removed. You pass the turn. Oh, you go to draw and lose. You go to draw and lose. You go to draw and lose. And the reason I think it's fine to do this is because I do have to exile my library first. And at any point, someone could interrupt me and say, hey, Mr. Combo, draw a card. Yep. And then exactly. I lose. Brain, and then I lose. Storm. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I love it. I think uh, I think you had made mention of this to me at some point, um, but I think it was the day before we drank 400 beers, um, or I did at least. So yes, I, I'm, I'm here for it. The only thing I don't love about this is, I wish it was like $400, but it's not, it's 50 cents, uh, is that this card doesn't really do a ton without anything else. Correct. That's, that's why, that's my, that is my only criticism of adding it in is just that. But if you're putting in Fractured Identity, I think this makes sense to cut another card for this just so that you can do the two the two thing rigmarole, right? Well, and and I look at it and, and not to cut you off, Tuck, but Divine Intervention, no, eight mana, two turns, tie the game. Leveler, five mana, maybe win the game there. There, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's what I think that's where it's like for fifty cents, two hundred and fifty dollars, eight mana, five mana. Yeah. Win the game, tie the game. The, they both, to me, are fringy. How do I make this work? But at least one of them, it's like either, damn it, the game, I'm either losing or y'all yeah. are losing. It's not this, well, I guess it's a tie. So did yeah, we just yeah, waste yeah. the last two and a half hours? I've We're never been in the game that tie, so I don't know how people feel about it. I did it once by accident, and everyone was just like, wait, what? I was like, oh, 
Okay. I did it with Neka's arm, I think, by accident one time. Like everyone That's drew weird. at the same I everyone drew at the same time. Because then the spell resolves, everyone draws. But then I accidentally killed myself and the two other people that were still in the game. <laughs> it's like we like literally like we were working with someone who was a judge at the time. This was in Foco drink. Oh. And we're like, wait, does this is this how this works? It's like, yeah. And we we're like, oh, all right, well, shuffle them up. I will so last thing I'll say is to your point, 10 mana, six dollars, can win. Yep. Eight mana, $250, cannot physically impossible. Cannot yes. win the game. So yes, that all makes sense. I'm I'm a fan of that. I think that all works. Um, I think that is a fun a fun rigmaroles uh, a Rube Goldberg machine, if you will, uh, to to win out in this one. Because you also, and the last thing I'll say is, guys, if you did this rigmarole, because you could do this in any deck that runs blue and white, because uh, leveler is oh, colorless. Oh sure, yeah. Um, you play leveler, people are immediately going to think lab man, Jace, all of the stuff. Yeah, right. They right. are not going to see Fractured Identity coming. You play Phage the Untouchable, people know that you're playing Fractured Identity somehow in the deck. You play Leveler, people are thinking Jace. So you will literally take your opponents by surprise with this <laughs> card. And that's what I think is the most fun about it. Oh, God. Tuck, could you think if you chaos, someone chaos warped you and you chaos warped oh. into this? <laughs> and, then you, and then you didn't have Fractured Identity? That would just be funny. I would yeah, laugh at that. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I'd be like, yeah, can't, can't be that. Can't, 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 can't be confirm. Fate. Can't fight fate. <laughs> hey, you know what you guys can't fight is that we're done with the episode. And as promised, uh, we're going to give you some deets on what's going on in the CMD Tower world. So at first, though, we would love some positive feedback on the episode. And, you know, if you guys enjoyed it, make sure you hit the subscribe, like, follow, give us a five-star review, maybe even a little note or two, because uh, that helps other people find the content as well. If you'd like to reach out to us and know uh, how you can kind of communicate, engage with our community, here's how you could do that. You can reach me at Mr. Commodore 5 on Twitter. I'll spell that except for the five. Big Tuck, how could they reach you? Uh, you can find me at on the Twitterverse at Big Tuck Tweeting. And I did wish a couple people happy birthday this week, and they did not refollow me. So that was uh, that kind of hurt. But who was it? Uh, I was going to look it up because I think you might know. Oh, uh, Jesse Metcalf. Who I believe was on the Real Housewives or on uh, Desperate Housewives, and uh, there was oh yeah of course everyone knows Kelly Fry, who is an actress adventurer who happens to be a redhead. So there you go. They both had they both had birthdays this week. You can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. Uh, we will have the deck list and everything posted on the article at cmdtower.com/bnb. E-119, basically just type in Collective Voyage Mercy Killing Dictative Karamecha Tower.com. Now, we could not do this episode without our great audio and video producer, at underscore T-Coats. Tyler does work for us and other content creators across the multiverse. Uh, and he's always looking to improve. And, you know, he does a ton of work for us. So make sure to hit him up, send him some DMs, give us ideas. Uh, you know, I know you guys had commented like, hey, we need the audio to improve. Like we were all in pandemic. Boom, we improved it. If you guys want things improved in the YouTube videos, let us know. So boom, we could maybe, maybe do it. I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> now, we do have a Patreon, and we would love your support at patreon.com slash cmdtower. Literally, guys, for a dollar a month, you can get into the Discord, uh, contribute a little bit to the community to kind of help cover some of the fees and the stuff that we do, uh, you know, hiring artists to do cool designs for you guys, improving our content, all of that stuff. You guys get deck therapy entries. You're going to get voice work entries. You now are going to be a part of our new content that we're putting out over every three months we pick 10 random patrons and have you guys give us cards to talk about with a theme or a mechanic i mean it's just a lot of different stuff we're trying to bring to the channel but of course for our five dollar and up tiers we do have physical things we give you guys rk post patron tokens that are signed uh, it could be squeeze coins it could be monarch tokens uh that we've had custom done they're nice gold metal uh it's great stuff just we really try to make this worthwhile because we don't want to make you guys to feel like, hey, I give five bucks a month or 15 a month or whatever it is, even a dollar, and don't feel like you're getting what you need out of this. Now, if you're a part of the collective and you want to refer someone to join, do it. And when they refer or when they join Patreon, make sure they message the main account so we know, hey, blah, 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 referred blah, 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 so we can give blah, 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 some blah, blah, blah. Yes, those are all redacted <laughs> bits. Uh, Way too much blah, blah, blah. Uh, but, you know, we will blah, hook you guys up blah, for, for blah. referring people uh, because we want to make sure to reward people that spread the infection of the collect. We did pull in Keisha. Keisha. Kesha? Kesha. Kesha? For that last bit. Kesha. Did she have that song that was like, blah, blah, blah? I, I don't listen to Kesha, so I don't know. How dare you? <laughs> you don't even know if it's Kesha. <laughs> I know, I just can't remember, I know it's her name, I just don't remember how she spells it. Hold on, Kesha, blah, blah. Yeah, there it is, featuring 303. <laughs> you said that like such a middle-aged man. Featuring 303. Well, like you wanted to say 303, but you're like, wait, is it well, 303? It's spelled, it's, it's spelled 3 O H apostrophe, no, exclamation point, 3. Because they're from Colorado, you see. Oh, God. I feel like Colorado people are becoming <laughs> as bad as California and Texas. Everything's Colorado. Uh, we do have a store, guys, where we do sell a bunch of our exclusive merch, cmdtower.com slash merch. We do have our Jund holiday sweaters for sale. Since we're recording this like three or four weeks in advance, I have no clue how many are going to be left. But we do have limited numbers in each of the sizes, going from a medium all the way up to a double, triple XL. They're a combed uh, cotton. They're insanely soft. Uh, you do have your favorite Squee and Big Tuck and Mr. Combo face art on there. You got the grains, hops, and yeast art on there. It's a pretty cool thing. So make sure to go buy them because uh, we're going to run out and we're not ordering more until next year. And who knows? Maybe Azorius might have to get a seat at the table to the evil that Jun brings. And also, I believe at this point we will have it live. Uh, we are selling our new foil playmats. They're only 25 bucks. They're white stitched custom art to where it's the Big Tuck and Mr. Combo number five stuff done in this cool constellation. Uh rocketing moss or marketing ross actually uh did that for us so that was pretty great uh so if you guys want those go buy them uh th that is going to be our new play map moving forward available on the store and i think we're only going to for maybe another week or two still offer our og play mat on the store before we take it down and only make that available to our patrons so big tuck it was a lot but we got to it with a new say yes to the deck for Fell the Griff and the Joy of Giving. So I want you to first give your impression of the episode, and then I will give my thoughts on the deck 
and if I'm going to say yes. Uh, I This was something I took a lot more time in thinking through than the previous one. Um, I had a lot of fun building this. I had a lot of fun talking about it. Um, we've de- Since we've done this, we've done them with, our, uh, with other content creators, which was funny because the one that we did already had the deck built. So it was like, well, what are we doing here? Um, but yeah, like I, look, you chided me last time because I didn't give enough effort into what you wanted the deck to do. Correct. And I well, decided you, you just, take- you just more built a deck that literally I wouldn't even have interest in doing. Correct. That was, that Fair. was more the issue. But, true. And like, it was, it was, it was the first time either of us had done that. Right. Yep. So this is the third time. And uh, I feel like I learned my lesson and provided the group huck deck for you that has ways to win. That I is also true. Like the, I also like the I I like where your head's at with the cuts as well for that other win con, um, and I'm on board with all of that. So if you don't say not to put any pressure on you, if you say no, then it may just be Mr. Combo building decks for me on this bit going forward. This is literally the best I could have done given what you given given the requirements that you gave me. So the deck overall is exactly what I asked for in that we have a few ways to win. So the deck just isn't me being group hug instead of get the table Correct. doing nothing. There's wins. It does give the impression of group hug throughout, I think, until the game winner. The commander it's itself Ristic, is... It's got, it's got Ristic uh, Study. It's got... it's got uh, What's the other one that you love? Smothering Tithe? Yep. Uh, Feldegriff on its face is not a threatening commander, so it's not something I'm going to yep. have to uh, lobby at the beginning of the game. Guys, I promise. I'm yeah. not like... For the 10th for the tenth time. <laughs> <laughs> for the 10th time. Yeah, yeah. I'm this, building a this, wall. This, yeah, listen, everyone. I'm going to build us all walls. It's going to be great. We're great <laughs> no guys. one's going to get hurt. We're all going to draw cards. <laughs> uh, so I really like that because, you know, sometimes a commander, like your Zer the Enchanter, you're very familiar. It's not a Zer deck, oh, yeah. but you see it. Right. You have to do this 10-minute conversation of how it's not Zer. So right. I like that you picked a commander for that. The colors are very group huggy colors. Even if you had red in there, people would get a little suspicious. I mean, what are you really doing over here? And and you do have you have a bant deck that you yourself have admitted you don't love playing. Yep. And the final thing. So here is where I would have said no to the deck is if I didn't own some of the cards because the deck Ooh. being six hundred and fifty dollars, I'm not paying six hundred fifty dollars for group hug. That's just not no, going to happen. No, I would do. Uh, but cutting divine intervention and the fact that I already own breeding pool, flooded strand, Ristic study, right. smothering tithe, windswept teeth. Since I already own that stuff and I'm cutting Divine Intervention, that right there shaves $400 off the cost Wait, of really? the deck. Yeah, those six Wait, cards. The, the, fetch, the fetch lands and the shocks save, shave $400? I don't even know. That's not even all the shocks, Tuck. That's just, if you sort on TCG Player, the $20 above cards. Oh. There's six of them. That is $400 of the deck. Wow. So me me already owning those cards, for me to build this deck, it'd probably only be 200 of real dollars. And that doesn't even account for the fact that I already own Beast Withins and Arcane Signets and Arcane Denials and Approach of the Second Sons. And I have extra copies of that right. stuff. Jace, I actually, I, I, guarantee, I guarantee you have an alternate art Jace Belair in line oh yeah. somewhere. I have three or four of them in my binder. Um, right. So really actually looking at this deck... There's only a handful of things I truly have to buy. So I could build this for less than 100 
I'm gonna say yes to the deck because if I can yeah! have a group hug deck for less than a hundred dollars, <laughs> I'm here for it. So you, you did very good. You we asked me it. for exactly what I wanted. I mean, there'd be a couple things I'd cut from the deck. Like I probably wouldn't buy a Yavi Maya Cradle of Growth. I'm actually not even hype on that card. I know some people are. I, that card doesn't excite me. I would almost rather run Urborg Tomb of Yawgmoth just to confuse people. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. But, you know, other than that, I mean, a lot of the card, I'm here for it. I mean, I have a Kami of the Crescent Moon coming in, even though it's only 70 cents. I did the secret layer for it. You have so, an, yeah. I think you have an Oko lying around that you've never used, right? No, no. I, ha I have a full art foil Oko that's in my oh, Attracts right. a Planeswalker. But to oh, that right, point... Right. I already own a copy of Oko, so if I want to get a $3 playtest, I don't feel right, bad right, about right. that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's only a handful. I'd probably say there's 10 old cards that I probably have to go pick up uh, that right. might cost me 50 bucks. Magus and then of the, I'm, I, I'm guessing you don't have piles of Magus of the Vineyards lying around, right? Yeah, and, and I don't have a bunch of other world atlases and noble <laughs> benefactors, sure. but all these cards are very, very cheap. So I'm here for it. I'm going to say yes to it. Uh, because I think I could I could build this with real money for very, very little real cost. Time to go get drunk. Yes. <laughs> and with that, I'm off to a Lord of the Rings pop-up wearing my ugly CMD Tower holiday sweater. And See with ya. that, I've, I've, I've accomplished the impossible. Yeah.